Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Good morning. Welcome to Metallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. It is day five of the 2018 Winter Olympics, and we have been up for a million hours. We, we have officially lost our marbles. Holy shit. Rig is no longer even bothering to wear clothes while we record. He is sitting opposite me and he is in just his undies that he has been wearing for the last six days. And he has his laptop over his pretty much naked body. Anyway, first things first. Let's dive, dive into it. So if you missed us on Triple J this morning, which you would have if you don't live in Australia, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's possibly if you do live in Australia, uh, we caught up with the Kim Jong-un impersonator that is taking the world by storm. His name is Howard. Just Howard. <laughs> like share, like share or seal. Uh, we asked him a bunch of burning questions uh, over WhatsApp last night. Actually, no, he contacted us over WhatsApp. Then we asked him over Skype if you need to, for those of you was, playing along at home. It was really bizarre. It was just like, just been arrested. Let's talk interview. Like a fucking power broker. Yeah, which was, which was a funny one because I, we'd met him out the previous night having beers in Itaewon in Seoul, which is the foreigners district. And he'd come up, seen the Triple J beanies, introduced himself. He's an Australian, uh, and then gone, Gone. Oh, uh, I'm also um, in the entertainment industry, and we're like, thank you for saying that we're in the <laughs> entertainment industry. But who the fuck are you? <laughs> and he goes, I'm an impersonator. We've gone of okay. what? <laughs> Takes his hat off, and my fucking god! All of a sudden, it's like, oh great, Kim Jong Un is here. His fucking hair there looked like the bloody golden arches. It was amazing. <laughs> the perfect split. Oh. It was amazing. Oh, I felt so uneasy when he was like, I am also in the entertainment industry. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. This is what we, we got warned n- about. We, yeah, we are not doing porn. <laughs> we are not going to the DMZ. <laughs> it's not so, so we did ask him some questions over an interview uh, last night, including what it was like when he was face-to-face with the North Korean cheerleaders. Here's what he had to say. So the North Korean cheerleaders, how were they reacting? Surprise and and amazed they were very surprised and they don't know what was going on when i started waving at them and um and then they had like they they couldn't really concentrate because they had a routine that they had to do but they were definitely um distracted by my presence yeah yeah fucking sick interview by us (laughs) (laughs) i want i want it on the record that i think this guy is very interesting and does not waffle (laughs) at all (laughs) <laughs> oh fuck me! That was uh... it, there's a full 15 minute interview with this bloke. Yeah, it's uploaded as a its own episode. You yep. can go and listen to it. Yeah, if you have literally nothing else better to do with your time, <laughs> because Howard, the Kim Jong Un impersonator, does love a talk. Oh yeah, he extrapolates on some points. 
Um, it's it's quite interesting, but it also goes for what feels like an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we finally got ourselves back on the right track, we decided to ask him the burning question. Well, it was less of a question. It was more us being like, hey, we're creative. We're in the entertainment industry. <laughs> How about we give you some advice? And this is what we had to say. Have you ever considered the name Kim Rong-un? Um, maybe as a porn name. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's some dark, horrible shit on the internet, but it would pale in significance compared to that. <laughs> I'd look it up, but I would not enjoy that. Yes. Eat it. That's it. That's what you <laughs> That is. There, yeah. I, I mean, for the record, I, I, I did look that up. Right before, <laughs> right before my three hours of requisite sleep. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, there, you, there is some weird Kim Jong Un fetishes <laughs> you, all over Pornhub. You thought I was asleep, and I was not asleep, and that makes me feel so weird about us sharing a hotel room. <laughs> so, feature athletes, my God, my son, <laughs> oh, I walked straight <laughs> to that one. <laughs> so. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, we spoke with six-time Olympian, legend of luge, luge, luge lord, lord. Shiva Keshavan. Mm. It was, without doubt, one of the most enjoyable interviews we've ever done of the four interviews that we have done. Uh, and it is also one of the most enjoyable interviews that he's ever done. He sent he sent us a uh, a Facebook message afterwards going... Best interview I've ever done. We, we'll post post it up. Um, in full. Yep. That comment. Just, just on that, the Facebook. Just that comment. But we're going to give you a little taste, a little sampling platter of Shiva Keshavan in a new segment. Yes. Called Meddling with Shiva Keshavan. We're going to be doing this with all of our athletes. Yep. Uh, and it is our section that looks at the classic game of Would You Rather, but with a slight twist. Here's meddling with Shiva Keshavad. All right, first question. Would you rather be transported 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, into the future, definitely. Because it's... of the unknown possibilities. Oh, that is deep. That is. That's, that's way too deep for us, Shiva. Yeah. <laughs> this is a comedy show. <laughs> too much thought going on. No, it's okay. All right. Next question. Would you rather have no elbows or no knees? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, no elbows. Uh, why? I, I can't think I'm... I... <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually answering this. <laughs> oh, God. But, but please answer the question. <laughs> um, well, I have to give you a reason as well? Sure. Um, well, um, with no, el- my, no elbows would be tough. Uh, no knees probably is easier. Is that, is, that purely, is that purely because you're a loser? <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't use, I don't have, well, it's going to come out wrong, but <laughs> say, don't use the lower part of the body as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, Shiva. Would you rather fight a duck-sized horse or a horse-sized duck? 
duck-sized horse would be much better, I guess. I've, I've been attacked by ducks before. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> where, where were you attacked by ducks? Well, actually, it was um, uh, it was in London at, at these uh, key gardens in London. Yeah, and um, so I was the only one around, and I, there must have been about twenty of them, ducks and geese. They just came at me, and I had no idea they could be so vicious. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you're mistaking um, ducks for uh, local street hooligans who were trying to roll you <laughs> for your wallet. <laughs> That, that, that must have been quite a moment. Did you feel like they were baying for blood, these ducks? Well, they were like pecking me all over the place. And they got little teeth as well. I had no idea. I, mean, I got to know them up close and personal, I guess. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, Shiva, next question. Would you be rather... Sorry, let me start that again. Next question for you, Shiva. Would you rather be stuck on a plane for 10 hours between two arguing passengers or a screaming baby? Oh, my God. That's a tough one again. It's Not, the worst. I, I mean... None of, these are meant really to, none of these are meant to be easy. <laughs> two arguing passengers or a screaming baby. Well, screaming baby is bad enough, but two arguing passengers, at least I can get in the middle of it, you know, and sort it out once and for all, I guess. So diplomatic. That's going to serve you well once you become the ambassador for the People's Republic of Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you rather wear only a Lycra loose... No, I mean, yeah. the, reason I was saying it, the reason I was saying it, the reason I was saying it is that, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't like, you know, hitting the baby. So at least the two guys would have been... <laughs> <laughs> so, so Shiva, uh, you're not actually advocating diplomacy. You're saying that you would just knock the two passengers out. <laughs> Fast solution. <laughs> okay. Would you rather wear only a Lycra luge suit for the rest of your life or only be able to travel by luge for the rest of your life? Oh, well, I, I wouldn't mind traveling by luge for the rest, the rest of my life. Lycra, however, I've had enough of it. <laughs> what, what What is the worst part of those Lycra suits, Shiva? Well, that we are wearing ly only Lycra and minus 25 degrees. I mean, <laughs> it's it's insane. Yeah, I mean, that, that does sound very reasonable now that you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather try to strangle a dog with your bare hands or strangle a bear with your dog hands? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Strangling a bear with the dog hands. That sounds pretty interesting. I have to try it for so, sure. <laughs> so you're doing this based on it being an interesting endeavor and it has nothing to do with the fact that you might actually lose that fight. <laughs> Well, yeah, let's let, let's see again, you know, try something new. Jeez, you have a zest for life, Shiva. <laughs> it's, I, I, I guess 20 years of hurtling down a bobsled track feet first at 150 k's an hour has given you a real carpe diem feel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough to find, you know, intense emotions now after all this. <laughs> I love it. Well, Shiva, this last one, you can only answer it if you're game. Uh, if you don't want to mm -hmm. answer it, that's completely fine. It's a, it's not a okay. it's not a weird sexual thing. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> would you rather pee your pants in public once a week, or poo your pants privately once a day? 
<laughs> okay. So one of them is really embarrassing. The other one is just sad. So... <laughs> There's no fucking twist in that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was waiting for some fucking M Night Shyamalan shit. <laughs> Shyamalan? That's how you say it. How do you say it? Shyamalan? Is it Shyamalan? No, Shyamalan. <laughs> no one is listening to you <laughs> when it comes to the pronunciation of names. Okay, fantastic. That was Shiva Keshavan. <laughs> Are you a, sure it wasn't Shiva Keshavan? With a standard out-of-the-box game of Would You Rather. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to our next feature athlete, Peter Taufer Tafua. Big P. He P. Is, Dizzle. P. Dizzle. Uh, he's continued to light at the media world. One of the better articles that doesn't talk about his rig, which is very, very few. There's very few of these. <laughs> There's not many. The, yeah. Uh, so one of the few that don't talk about his rig is, is one that, that featured on the Washington Post in the last 24 hours. Bloke's a legend. We've always known that from, from the moment we, we heard about him. That's, uh, that's why he's a feature athlete. Yeah, yeah. But the world got a taste of his sick chat. He was asked about his goals in his race. He's racing tomorrow. His reply was, finish before they turn the lights off. That's number one. <laughs> and don't ski into a tree. That's number two. That's he's, it. He said his bars, his bars and dreams, yeah, really achievable. Yeah, quite, quite low. <laughs> Absolutely. You've just you've got to set your expectations. Well, they say shoot for the moon and you will land at the top of a tree. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no! <laughs> I'm not editing that. <laughs> so anyway, we are going to see him in the 15k cross country skiing event tomorrow. Complete in our Rigistani tracksuits, tongue and flag in hand. Big time. Can't wait to see the big fella in action. Absolutely, which brings us to the third of our feature athletes. <sighs> Martin Decors, a legend of Latvian skeleton. The skeleton happens to be on right now while we're recording. It's on in the fucking room. <laughs> it, we have been on this dude's shit mate. from day one. No, you shut up. This is what's <laughs> going to happen. Mate. He. Mate. No. We said we, said we were going to keep this calm and collected it's i'm it's, trying to stay fucking calm it's heat one no There's this guy th these motherfuckers don't know what's all right what's happening right is martin's decours comes out this dude holds the motherfucking the track record shut up he bet. played is the track he holds the track record in pyeongchang he's posted 50.88 he's coming sixth sixth motherfucker you won a silver medal in sochi are you joking god damn it and now i've got to watch a bunch of koreans and some place for like and fucking Olympic athlete from Russia. It's not even you're not even allowed to wear your colours. You're coming second. Yeah. So uh, Rig might have a gambling problem because he. I'm twenty G's in the hole, Gus. <laughs> he, he bet fifty large ones on Martin's decors and uh, is not enjoying what he's seeing. But fuck Martin's. Uh, to be completely fair, and uh, I'm quite calm about this at the moment because um, I understand that there's still a long way to go. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But he has fucked this up so hard. It's yes. unbelievable. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Come on. Pull your fucking finger out. You've got one job. Go face first down an ice chute as fast as you fucking can, <laughs> steering only with your mind. <laughs> what is fucking wrong with you? Fucking pick it up in heat number two. God damn it. So we were going to say that Martins is... A shoe in because he's actually the track record holder in Pyeongchang. Then old mate from Korea 
Yon Sung Bin comes out and fucking destroys the track record. By a long fucking way. Yeah, so the he's... original record was 50.64 seconds. He came and burnt it with a 50.28. That's so far under. It's so far under he in wiped, the sport of he skeleton. half a second off almost. It's ridiculous. Fuck. Because every little part, as, as we know from our very limited <laughs> knowledge Super limited. of skeleton, is that literally anything a rogue fucking pebble or snowflake can cost you, you know, hundred, hundredths of a second, which is what separates, you know, for, like in, in the luge yesterday, oh, uh, yeah. the difference between first and fourth was like... 23 hundredths of a second. Which is gross. It is mental. It's not how people should lose. No. No, not at all. But also, we're looking forward to going and watching the skeleton live. It's an adrenaline sport, and also we're going to make sure that if it comes down to it, we have money on the line, and we are taking sticks that we will throw in front of that Korean sled. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking right we will. I... If Howard didn't get arrested for fucking going and standing in front of the North Korean cheer squad... Per- impersonating their leader, then if we throw a stick at a Korean blur, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I cannot. Wa- I-, I can't wait to see Martin's in the flesh and fucking chew him out if he doesn't stop fucking his own face <laughs> in this event. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. I'm too deep. I'm too deep. I know you are. You are not not uh, dealing well with this bet. All right, minnow medals. Yep, minnow medals. Latvia. So Latvia, speaking speak, speak of Martin Decours, speaking of Martin Decours, Latvia are at the top of the minnow medal table. They've got five gallium, four steel, and three brass, followed by New Zealand and Romania. Nothing much has changed, but Chinese Taipei roars up to seventh due to the heroics of Yu Ting Huang in the 1,000 metres and 1,500 metres speed skating. Also becomes the first double gallium medalist after Huge. her results. Huge. 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 Latvia started to pull away from the pack, as I was saying, after grabbing the 1-2 gallium steel punch in the dumbest sport in these Winter Olympics, doubles luge. (laughs) It's it's such a close race between whether the doubles luge is (laughs) the the dumbest or the luge luge relay. relay. The luge relay is effectively a game of fucking (laughs) mousetrap set up on a bobsled track where... Uh, it's exactly as stupid as it sounds. <laughs> a a woman's loses, a woman loses, a man loses, and then two people on one lose lose. <laughs> when everyone gets to the end, they have to basically punch one of those fucking everlast uh, like punching bags, <laughs> which then opens the gates for their idiot mate up the top, who yeah. then skis down and does the same thing. It looks like one of those targets that comes up in a carny duck hunting game. <laughs> Ping! Just flicks back and you've got to punch it. It's yeah. ridiculous. Everybody walks away. Instead of medals, it's just giant plush bears. Yeah, exactly. Have you noticed that in all of the coverage that the Koreans have been showing on the TV over here? Yeah, or like it's it's not it's not people doing the old biting biting the medal. It's people holding up their like little snow leopard plush toy. Oh, totally. And I'm like, that's not what you're here for. <laughs> Speaking of things that you're not here for, just to uh, to segue very quickly to uh, Sean White. So uh, Sean White beat Scotty James to win the half pipe gold medal. He's from the US, so we don't give two fucks about him. No. Nah. After he after he won. <laughs> He has reacted in one of the most bizarre ways that we've ever seen, which is the score comes up, he rips his helmet off, and dead set pegs it into the front row of the crowd like a grenade. (laughs) (laughs) Which is 
terrifying and incredibly violent. And like most winter sports, it picked up a fuck ton of G-force <laughs> on its way in. And also, it's minus 15 on the mountain. That thing hits your frozen nose and you'll shatter like T-1000. <laughs> it's just liquid nitrogen front row guy. <laughs> oh, anyway. Fuck. So that's the end of our, our feature, uh, the Minnow Medal yep. uh, tally. So we're into career advisors, mm. our broad segment where we ham fist all of the news and things that we can't fit into any of our other boxes. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking six days in and we're pulling back the cloak so you can see behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is exactly like the Wizard of Oz. You pull back the curtain and it's one dude just in his undies <laughs> and another dude who hasn't showered and we're just on bike pedals <laughs> keeping the electricity going. <laughs> we agreed to cover for each other. I guess that ended when I told everyone that you were fucking nude. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, so uh, first up, our Korean translator, Erin Fitzsimmons from yes. uh, New Zealand. She took us out for lunch at a traditional Korean restaurant today, and that was some kind of something. <laughs> <laughs> we, firstly, it was a thing that happened. <laughs> firstly, when we met her, she had rocked up with a full shopping bag of snacks and immediately became our tour mum. Yeah. Because she, <laughs> she could see from our heavily jaundiced faces... <laughs> <laughs> that we had not received not okay. vital minerals in order to survive. However, she also brought us some kind of incredibly illegal, non-water-approved caffeinated drink, <laughs> which tasted like if Benadryl and pure ketamine were blended. <laughs> it was the it, worst possible taste that I could imagine. Until, until we, we got to that to fucking lunch. restaurant. <laughs> Holy shit. So Aaron looks oh at God. us in the face and goes, how about I just order some stuff? And we're just like, okay, to a mum, we trust you. And about 17 plates worth of shit comes out. Yeah. And, and also, she had to talk her way into uh, the restaurant. Because effectively, we rocked up, she speaks Korean, everybody else in there was Korean, and there was just a full-blown verbal tater-tate there were pistols at dawn, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> we're sitting at this table surrounded by furious Koreans who were staring at us like we were a panda that had just given birth <laughs> at the zoo. <laughs> well, to be fair, they were looking at Erin like she was a panda just given birth at the zoo. Yeah, the great they white never, tiger. E- yeah, the great white They'd never seen anything like it. But she, and we had not seen anything, anything like, like this either. fucking food that, that came out. The first thing was... Possibly the worst smelling thing until I... the next thing after that, <laughs> and then the next thing after that. I have ever, ever smelled in my life. Oh, she it was a it parade comes out, of smells. Oh my god! So this thing, Gus asked me how I would explain the smell. There are moments in horror movies or or in like sci-fi movies where there's a mad scientist or a creepy dude in a cloak and a mask. Yes. And he has a whole bunch of weird shit in a back room yeah. which usually includes jars with like <laughs> fermented fetuses or something in it. If you opened that and took a whiff, that is what it smelled like. Oh. It was fucking rank. It smelled like a fermented foot. I thought we agreed that we were going to tell the truth here and just not hold back. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the worst the worst thing it ever smelt, and Erin uh, 
decided that we were going to play a game whereby she ordered whatever the fuck she wanted and then we had to guess what was in it, which in hindsight was dumb. Um, but we were like, yeah, okay, we're game. The, the foot soup was awful until we found out that its name in Korean translates directly to stinky foot soup. Yeah. We're like, why in fuck's name would anyone would make you do that? that? Yeah. Why would anyone make that? I don't anyone? know. It's, 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 not, it's not selling it for me at all. Oh. And <laughs> so okay. the, 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 the plot du jour. The piece de resistance. It was just an absolute <laughs> fucking potpourri of animals that had that should never appear on a plate together. <laughs> that have no business mingling. No, not at all. They would never meet in real life, and they shouldn't meet in death either. <laughs> so in, in the vein of movies like Sharknado, which I think are basically romantic comedies compared to what we were experiencing, <laughs> we present you pig to puss. pig to puss. It was fucked. It was, <laughs> it was so fucked. It was stone cold horrible. Yeah. <laughs> we had the toughest piece of octopus we'd ever had. We're, we're pretty spoiled down in Australia. You we get are. fresh produce. This octopus was so tough. I felt like it was going to come out and fucking Mike Tyson me in the face. <laughs> it, was it was ridiculous. It, was it had like, a six pack. It was like the chef had ignored every conventional thing about cooking the octopus and gone... Great. Okay, so uh, just make sure the octopus is real relaxed, and then uh, and then cook it in a bit of water first, so that you can just chill it the fuck out. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. No, no. Let's make sure it's incredibly tense because I've teased it for forty six hours before I fucking ram a steak through its heart. Its <laughs> muscles constrict, and I serve it to these white fucking idiots. <laughs> and it's served on a bed of pig meat. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh no. It's one of those that you look at it like, what part of the animal is this? No. It was so bad. And nothing was better than when we tried to psych each other out once we had put the morsels of the pigtopus in our mouth. Gus thought he was being real funny. Yeah. He thought he was being real smart, getting in, into my into my head and saying pigtopus. It was nothing compared to the chat that I was throwing down directly into his ear canal about the pigtopus. There was a piece of pig meat that he picked up that looked dead set looked like an ear, and I was just uh, like, "Oh my god!" This is a the bad moment for the me. Big, the pigtopus, it can hear you. It can <laughs> hear what's going on in your mouth, <laughs> and Gus starts dry retching. <laughs> yeah, that was a combination of a series of dishes. <laughs> that was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. But then we had to wash it all down oh. with dirty rice water. <laughs> We're not kidding. That's what it's called. That's what, yeah. That's it's, exactly what it's called. It's a cup of it's a cup of dirty rice water. It's uh, none of this seems like things that you would expect um, to be served in a restaurant. Like it's no. all it's all things where you go. If someone went into a kitchen, into in, into an Asian kitchen, and uh, they poured everybody's leftover plates <laughs> into a broth, yeah, I think that's what this is. All yeah, all all of the dishes. Uh, as if they were invented by a broke student. Yeah. It was like, we, we, this when is... she told us how dirty rice water was made, she was like, okay, so here's what happens. They take a, a pot that has been used to make rice all day and burnt, then burnt to burnt, the shit house. Burnt rice it's that stuck has to the bottom caked, of the pan. Cake to the pan. Can't get it off. Can't get it off. That's going to be one of those sharehouse things that soaks in yeah. inverted commas for six weeks. Yeah. And then you put a bunch of fucking water in it. 
and what like a little bit of like flour and like no, I think salt. Actually, there was no that, flavor to it. So no. not even that. It was literally just water, and then you just scrape it off slowly, and then, and then slowly, you serve it, and then you serve it in a steel cup. Yeah, not, none of it. It had a real prisony vibe. Oh yeah, like a lot it was of this. Gruel-like. A lot of this had had a prison, a prison style vibe. Um, but at the same time, we ate probably eight people's worth of food. Yep. And the bill was about fourteen bucks. Yeah. So beggars can't be choosers because we are consummate beggars. Beggars can be cooks though. They can because they... we got served dirty rice water. Well, well, yeah, it was effectively like going and dining in Stevie Wonder's restaurant. Like he just doesn't know <laughs> what's going to be served in which dish. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, but that was certainly an experience. Uh, but the the other thing that we've that we experienced. Over here in Korea. So we had... Yesterday was the 14th of February. It's, it was Valentine's Day. Uh, it was just the two of us. Like the Grover Washington Jr. song yeah. that I keep playing on repeat. It was Guys Day, as we call it. And uh, so we decided to go to a bar and we got started... Uh, we started chatting at the bartender there. She's English, but she's been uh, living here for, for a few years. And we actually found that quite fascinating. So we asked her what was hard about living in Korea. Language barrier. Obviously a huge deal. Sure. Huge deal, um, especially here. Not a huge amount of people speak English in Korea. Um, apparently, this bartender was fucking Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> like she is, she said, "You can bang, you can learn written Korean in two hours," which was and we were like, mind blowing. "What?" Yep. And she was like, "Yeah, apparently it's one of the easiest things to do. So we might actually try to do that on a train ride when we're heading out to one of the events." She pulled out a series of small post-its and basically taught us. 10% yeah. of the language in about five minutes. Yeah. It was pretty mental. Yeah. It yeah. was it was outrageous. Can't wait to get stuck in, but I guess from a... But, I mean, that's only half the battle because oh. she then followed that up with, yeah, well, from a verbal standpoint, though, you will need seven to eight months of intense classes. <laughs> what is the point? I know. it's a, if, you, if you can only read it, what the fuck is the point? But as we found out, the communication breakdowns um, between the written... And the verbal uh, learning experience are not the only issue that you run into no. as a foreigner in Korea. No, absolutely not. Listen to this. So when I first got to Korea, I had a housewarming party. Yeah. Um, so I invited my Korean friends, my foreign friends, and we didn't have any furniture. So I said to everyone, you know, wear comfortable clothing, like pajamas, because we're going to sit on the floor and we're going to party all night. So just be comfortable. And um. Some people didn't want to come, but they didn't tell me why. And I eventually found out through a friend that a lot of Korean boys thought that it would be a sex party. Because I'm, and so they didn't want to come because like, I'm foreign and I'm telling them to like wear pajamas. And they said, just wants to see us like in our, in our tight pajamas. So basically, <laughs> you cannot have anyone over without Koreans thinking that it's going to turn into a full-blown orgy. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I could not believe it. I, I could, I could believe it. I, I, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? We had swingers uh, that lived next door to my family and I uh, when I was growing up, and I remember that uh, mum and dad got invited over there for a party once, 
Um, they came back within two hours, and I don't know to this day whether that means that, that <laughs> shit happened real quick or whether it was a scenario most likely where uh, they went, I think we know what's happening here, and that bowl full of keys. <laughs> yeah, looks, I was about to say, looks a it's little a dead, bit like dead giveaway. Did they knock on the door or did they use the keys when the they keys. came back? Yeah, it's one of those moments where it's like either this is about to become an orgy or this guy owns 1,000 cars. Yeah, I, I just... I, <laughs> I don't understand where... Because she followed this up with, oh, apparently the Korean guy's like, oh, we've seen American films. You just want to see us in our tight pyjamas and have sex with us. And we're just like, what fucking movies are you I watching? I don't know what you guys have seen. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know what movie has that as a main plot. Uh, I think I think you're uh, missing out on the great visual delights of Pillow Fight Boys version one through three, <laughs> starring Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But that was yeah. It was it was ridiculous. But yeah, I bet there's going to be a whole bunch of other weird shit that we hear as we as we traipse through the country from from foreigners who are living here because it's it is such a huge culture shock here. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, and we are doing our best to survive on five hours of sleep a night so that we can go and get all of these sweet-ass late-night stories and also get up at 3am to do breakfast radio in Australia. Yeah, we do this for you. It's all for you. <laughs> it's all for you. Um, so, our new ambassador to Rigistan uh, in Shiva Keshavan. We'll be throwing up our interview with him as a separate cast in uh, the coming days. We're doing that with all of our interviews. Uh, yep. We spoke to Ash Werner from the Australian... Uh, women's bobsled team yep. who unfortunately are not at the Olympics but uh, more on that in the interview uh, that'll go up uh, pretty shortly we have an absolute belter of an interview with Steve Bradbury uh, he is he is something he, else he is some kind of a sport slash I think he might hate us oh he definitely hates our he definitely hates and us. you'll find out why <laughs> you'll have to listen to that and check it out oh but before we go into donut spotlight Here's what grinds my gears. Finding out that the video that you've got of a Kim Jong-un impersonator oh. at the ice hockey, him confronting and greeting the North Korean cheer squad, it's one of the most incredible pieces of vision I've ever seen, yeah. taken privately on an iPhone, and having Channel 7 call up and go, take down the video because any footage taken inside an Olympic venue, yeah. regardless of whether it's taken on a personal device or not, is the property of Channel 7. That is fucking insane. What is the wrong with the you real, megalomaniacal fucks? The real Kim Jong-un would love that. Yeah. That is dictatorial to the max. That is fucked But here's, here's what we have to say. In Rigistan, the broadcast rights belong to everybody. Fuck yeah. Get fucked. Yeah, absolutely. Eat a big old bag of dicks, <laughs> Channel 7. So, now we got that out of our system. Donut Spotlight. Yes, what do you got for us this week, bud? This week? God damn it. What do... Give me Donut I'm, Spotlight. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to talk. And, and, and you can call whatever the Korean number for emergency is. <laughs> this week, the Donut Spotlight. This week? Oh, God! Oh, it's contagious! Oh! Do you want that fucking emergency number? I've already got it lined up. Oh, or just give me the word and I'll press the green button. Yeah, look. Just mash it. <laughs> mash it. <laughs> Pull the fucking ripcord. Okay, today, Donut Spotlight. It's on your favourite country, my favourite country. Planned before the skeleton started. Latvia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, here's the thing about Latvia. Has shitloads of snow. 
does yep. get very cold during winter. Yeah. Does have mountains. Yes. Is in Europe. Yes. How the fuck do they not have gold medals? <laughs> <laughs> Reading through all of this shit, basically, they are the masters of the silver medal. <laughs> the absolute stone cold masters. Yeah. Across all Olympics, they've, uh, they've won three gold, 15 fucking silver. Shit. Eight bronze for a total of 26 medals. <laughs> 15 of their 26 medals are silver. Holy They fuck. are the perennial bridesmaids yeah. of Europe. <laughs> so, never the bride. Never the bride. So they were part of the Soviet Union uh, from 52 to 88, which is a pretty sizable chunk and went to a shitload of Olympics as the Soviet Union. Yeah. We don't recognize uh, the gold medals that they won as part of that. Yep. At all. Even though they won three. Even if I was given the option, I wouldn't take I it. Wouldn't, I wouldn't take it. So they have won skeleton. They're two silvers. Martin Decours, the most decorated individual uh, Olympian that they have. He's currently absolutely eating shit. Uh, he's <laughs> he's he's not gonna not gonna repeat that if he, he doesn't he, pick this right the fuck up. Yeah, he, he set his own table, brought his own cutlery, and eating his, <laughs> his own, own shit. Own shit. Uh, but there are they they did go close in two other sports. Can you guess what those might be in the Winter Olympics? Oh, uh, I, given that I've done the minnow medals for the last couple of days, I'm going to guess um, either country cross-country skiing or biathlon. Incorrect. Ah. Latvia have never won a Winter Olympic medal that does not involve sliding down a bobsled track. Right. They've won silvers in luge, skeleton, and bobsled, and nothing else. So just sliding. It's just sliding. Wow. Epic. Yeah. You'd think that if that was their jam and they focused on just that, they would have fucking notched one by now. Yeah. Unfortunately not. It, oh. appears, it appears that their biggest claim to fame is this bloke. His name is... Oh, Yes. Harald Silovs. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Perfect <laughs> as you can get. <laughs> so he's a Latvian speed skater. Yep. Why is he famous, Rig? I do not know. Well, it's not because he won a gold medal. Well, not, I, yeah, I could not, have told you that. It's not because he won any medals at all. It's because he is the only person in the history of the Olympics to compete in two different disciplines on the same competition day. What? This guy, check this the fuck out. 2010 Olympics. He participated in the 1,500-meter short track. Yeah. Then warmed down, got in a fucking car, and went to a different track to compete in the 5,000-meter long track. <laughs> they were three hours apart. Oh, my God. He did not well in both, especially <laughs> the second one. <laughs> when, when, he was, when he was asked afterwards, he said that despite his disappointing finishes, he was excited about having the opportunity to compete at all. And, he set, and having set a record as the first person to compete in both speed skating disciplines, however, he admitted that competing in both events on the same day was absolutely crazy. <laughs> 
So you know that when a guy is euphoric after becoming a record setter, that no one is going to break. Yeah. There's just no chance that, that someone is going to try and do that. No. Because you're shooting yourself right in the dick. Yeah. By he, saying, he, he's, let's go cross town. Yeah. A total, it's, it's that whole thing like, let me do it so you don't have to. Totally. Yeah. So he's done the heavy lifting. But for me, this personifies the Latvian attitude to the Olympics, which appears to be, let's do a heap of participation. Yeah. But the winning part, that's not that important. But we are all a little bit fucking crazy. <laughs> that's the slogan for the team. Latvia. We're here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, their best chance of breaking the golden duck um, is Martin Decore. Oh, not at the fucking uh, who, moment. Who I can tell you right now, as we watch another uh, non-gold medal winning run from Martin Decore, that, uh, yeah, it's not going great. So tomorrow, we'll see if he can pick shit up. Fucking hope so. If you want to get on socials and follow us, we are Gus and Rig at Instagram, Gus and Rig on Twitter, Medallica on Facebook, uh, or go onto iTunes. You can download this cast. If you're already listening to this on iTunes, then just keep doing what you're doing. If you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes, fucking do it. If you're still on <laughs> iTunes, leave us a review, not just a five-star review. Say a comment, something nice, something heartfelt, something meaningful. Wow. That sounds more like a threat, but that's really great. Zero hours of sleep. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye.